Hi everyone, welcome to Short Stories. Some light, bright, bite-sized pieces of style with new and old friends that sit between my regular Style Stories interviews. I hope you can sit back, relax and enjoy listening to this short story. And if you want to see more, please visit my IGTV episodes at madelinepark.co. Hello, Melissa. Hi, how are you? <laughs> you well, thank you. How are you? I'm pretty well, thank you. <laughs> um, now, I went back through my records and it was almost a year ago to date that we chatted on um, Style Stories. So thank you for joining me again today. Oh, wow. um, yeah, it seems like a pertinent time to catch up. Um, Definitely. So it, when we chatted last, it was it was around the Easter holiday weekend and um, we were both in our first uh, sets of lockdown and, you know, everything was very unclear. Um, now we're in the height of, of vaccines. Um, mm-hmm. Tell me, you're, I'm Sydney-based and you're Melbourne, uh, so obviously the restrictions for you have been a lot more severe than for me. But what have the last 12 months kind of felt like for you? Oh, wow. Um, that's like the million-dollar question, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I can't believe when we when we spoke a year ago, I think it was fair to say that we, we probably all thought that that was as bad as it was going to get. Um, it was still the early stages. I think a lot of fashion brands were really unsure what it was all going to mean for them um, in terms of their production for the following season. We, I think at that stage, may or may not have known that Fashion Week was off. Um, I think think it had just been cancelled at that stage. Yeah, I think like everybody, my whole um, space-time continuum has been (laughs) completely messed up. Um, So I think, uh, you know, April last year I was probably having a lot of conversation with brands who were feeling very unsure. Uncertainty was really the the key word at at the time back in April and then of course you know we we all had a bit of hope towards the end of May beginning of June when Melbourne you know got a bit of a reprieve but it didn't last very long as we know and then we went into that really long cold winter lockdown um, which you know obviously had a, a really dramatic effect um for me I suppose it all became a question of, you know, how am I going to cover the industry as it goes through a a crisis and a time of great change and how can I strike the balance between telling these incredibly um, heart-wrenching stories but also stories about people innovating and changing and you know, wanting to, to do things that are better. And it's it's funny when I look back on it now, people often say to me, how did you do your job when there were no events and, you know, you didn't have Fashion Week and you didn't have the races? And, um, and the answer is I just found different things to write about. Um, you know, mm-hmm. my job is to report on the industry and relate it back to how we're living our lives. And so it wasn't a case of... Um, you know, we were still wearing clothes. They were just different clothes. Um, yeah. You know, things were still happening. And, it, you know, what was what I really loved was that I got to actually write some pieces that I wouldn't have normally had time to do. I got to do a few deep dives into things looking at 
you know, Generation Z consumers looking at um, augmented reality, virtual reality, you know, things that the normal schedule just don't, you know, doesn't often don't give me allow a for. Yeah. When we spoke last year, you know, I, as you said, it was early stages, but one of the things that you, you, you know, you were seeing at that time already was that um, there, to quote your words, there was a lot more unity in the fashion industry. You could see brands um, necessarily coming together and it, were, it was a time of hope because we were in early stages um and you know I guess that the, the hope was that things were a bit more fruitful in terms of that unity and and people um changing their approach to fashion in a, in a positive more sustainable more meaningful way it, through all your reporting in the last 12 months um do you ha- have you found now that we are you know we're starting to to kind of come out and restrictions have eased across the board are you finding that um those things that we were hoping for in terms of change are staying true i do feel that there has been a shift in at least an awareness and an acknowledgement that the industry does need to work together more And I think that's starting to come through because like one of the really strong sentimental shifts that we saw, and I don't mean sentimental, like, you know, keeping your Nana's jewellery sentimental. I mean, Mm. you know, in terms of sentiment. One of the strong things that we saw was uh, a really strong anecdotal desire among consumers to support brands that were Australian and in particular brands that were made in Australia. And that's something that's ongoing and that's something I know that um, the Australian Fashion Council is still working really hard to keep that collegiate, you know, alliance-based industry feeling going. They're doing some surveying at the moment of the industry around uh, sort of post-COVID recovery. They're trying to make sure that they stay on top of where the industry's at, what are its needs, um, yeah. And and I think in doing so, they are acting as as a bit of a unifying force to to bring the industry together. Um, yeah. I think. I mean, I think there's a lot of goodwill, and I think we will see brands, you know, working together more. It's just whether it's visible to the consumer. Um, the fact, you know, Melbourne Fashion Festival was able to. Uh, put on such a such a great event. Was you know, it so when- exciting to go? I know. Oh my god, it was yeah. so, it was so good just to be in that, just to have that energy of a runway. Yeah. And you know, yeah. it was a paired back program, but it was quality. You know, it was quality over quantity, one hundred percent. I mean, you know, to be in the state library and to have a runway there, like I feel like these are things that would not have happened if not for COVID. So I, I sort of feel like for all the you know the bad things that happened, that yeah. there was there was room for opportunity and innovation and creative thinking that maybe when you just keep doing the same thing year after year, adversity and out of um, constraint came a lot of creative thinking. And, you know, I take, I really take my hat off to the people behind the fashion festival and some of the, you know, other creatives who I know, um, you know, even people who I can see are watching right now who <laughs> really pushed the envelope and tried something new and, you know, re- you know, expanded, experimented with short film formats or experimented with digital 
you know, runway presentations or Zoom presentations. And, you know, not everything worked 100% first time they gave it a go, but they gave it a go. And there was, I think there was such a willingness and an and a enthusiasm from people to give people a chance to experiment, even yeah. if it wasn't perfect. From your perspective, what do you see as the consumer shift, if any? I think people really, you know, we've talked we've talked for a really long time about having less, buying, you know, buying better, uh, not over-consuming. But I think for a lot of people it was it was just lip service. But I feel that I feel that during COVID people finally slowed down enough and had enough external stimulus and noise taken away from them that they actually went, wow, yeah, actually I don't need all of that. I can actually mm. find my happiness with the two people who I'm allowed to see and I can find the joy in taking a walk around my neighbourhood. And it just made me realise that how often we don't actually open our eyes to what's really around us and in front of us. And I think COVID really forced us to do that. And in many instances, the results were quite beautiful and it, and it manifested in different ways. It might have been you finally saw the clothes that were in your wardrobe that you always overlooked because you always chased the thing that was new mm. or you realised you had three hours at home and you taught yourself how to bake something new or, you know, I just think, I just think the slowdown, you know, I don't, I don't really meet a lot of people who say to me, I just want things to go back to exactly how they were in 2019. We've reassessed our value system, but the energies are still going so um, so much outward to outwardly to so many different avenues and that time to kind of recollect and reconnect within ourselves or our little mm. our little tribe at home has kind of dissipated. Um, and I don't know if it's just the overexcitement of especially because we had that pseudo lockdown over Christmas time uh, mm. in Sydney and uh, and it, so it's interesting to kind of get your insight into that as well. Mm. From a yeah, Melbourne I think um, even globally, well, let's talk globally, right? So yeah. I I had the, the great pleasure a couple of weeks ago of interviewing Jonathan Anderson on Zoom. Uh, yes, yes, I saw and, that in yeah, connection with Uniqlo. Um, yeah, yeah, sent my little heart flurry. <laughs> um, <laughs> Your little fashion heart. <laughs> my little fashion heart was already. He was definitely on the bucket list. Yeah. And um, he said that, you know, He's obviously viewing it through his prism of living in London, but you can apply globally. And he said that there is going to be this euphoria. He called it the euphoria, the post-pandemic euphoria. And he said for a time, I can't remember the exact quote, I don't have it in front of me, but um, for a time things will seem like they've gone back to how they were, but then there will be this recalibration so and then and then you know you can't you can't sort of you can't go through what we went through i mean i kept saying to people last year if we go through this and nothing changes it's all been waste
Thank you for listening. If you're a fan of Style Stories and like what you hear, please subscribe and leave a rating or review so more people like you can enjoy this podcast.